This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, 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 uh, welcome to Chicago. Okay, that was weird. Well, I'm running both things, sir. It's hard to do both things at the same time. Oh, I thought like something happened. I'm like, no, 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 no. Ivan is not here, so welcome to Chicago. Come from the 606 Media Studios. This is the TCSF <laughs> podcast with Big Z. And uh, in the house, we got Stevie B for the No Water on the Weekend podcast. We got JC Howard, our football analyst. Uh, man, it, it's it's going to be a rough one today, guys. Episode 170 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirts that's right go on the website and uh go type in tcsf uh, and you can find us on our podcast uh search or you can try to search to chicago uh promo code is truefan15 for 15 off your entire order so whether you order our stuff and we find some cool stuff in there some beanies hats whatever you can get 15 off your entire order but get your shirts get your tcsf shirts now uh it's the only way we pay for steven's lap dances yeah, I mean, hey, I'm easy, so it doesn't cost a whole lot. Nine nine cents is a great deal because I give a two hour performance all the time. What are you, what are your ninety nine cents from? Oh, sorry, I was jumping ahead. We get wrong promo, sir. Wrong promo sorry. already. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh now speaking of the ninety nine cents, you can support the monthly sh- the show with a monthly subscription uh, at Anchor.fm backslash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go over there and hit the click and support button, and you can subscribe for little ninety nine cents. That can support yeah. Yeah. his lap dances. Then sure, you can get ninety nine cents dances. I don't know where you're gonna get those, but uh, it'll support them. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. But I got a job now. So you you've know. got a job. Got Ladies a job, and yeah. gentlemen, Stevie B has a job. Man, it's crazy. It only took three months. Three months. Where are you working at now, sir? So it's I'm gonna be doing dental administrative work and then doing marketing as well. So some of my day will be at the desk and some of my day will be downstairs in the dungeon where the marketing stuff is. So Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. cleaning some teeth over there. Uh, I see a lot of po- uh, pictures. So, oh, you do all uh, the pictures, all that stuff. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> all right. In this jam-packed episode, the Bears get tamed by the Lions in Detroit. The Cubs are playing with the big boys in free agency. The Sox are looking to trade the farm. The Blackhawks continue to hang in the games and be, you know, p- potential spoilers. I mean, they're, they're baby Blackhawks. They're growing. Uh, the Bulls finally get a win uh, versus Miami at home. But Zach is checked out of the building. Um, all that and more. But, uh, you know, we got to go to the meat and potatoes and we got to talk Bears football. This is three and out. Boom, baby, boom. Uh, Chicago Bears, uh, f- they were winning most of this game. 90% of this game, uh, percentages going into the last four minutes, 96% I, uh, uh, winning uh, possibility. They're like, there's no way the Bears should lose this game. Um, ladies and gentlemen, they lost 31-26. to 26. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. 
And I was, uh, again, last week, if you were listening to the episode, I had predicted that they were going to do the upset. So I felt pretty good. And I felt really confident that um, I was going to be right again on uh, True Chicago Sports for another time. But uh, I shot myself in the foot and I called it early in the group chat. So, yeah. Premature, sir. (laughs) It must be your thing. Premature. Um, We had a lot of great play by uh, a lot of our players. We had Justin Fields with... um, what do you have? 160 yards, 169 yards with one touchdown, 16 for 23. He rushed for 104 yards. DJ Moore with almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, we had a pretty good game. I wish uh, Foreman would have been uh, more of a factor, but I do. I know he's playing hurt. Roshan Johnson with 30 yards, Foreman with 14, Cleo Herbert with 35. Um, essentially, it was the Justin Fields show. Um, we came in there, we came in hot, we scored right away. Um, and really, uh, I, I, I remember falling asleep. I remember falling asleep midway through the second quarter, waking up mid third quarter. And I'm like, all right, it's in the bag. I'm just going to, you know, be out, play on my phone and just, uh, not pay attention as much. But, uh, Steven, what do you think about this game? Well, again, you were right. We, um, scored right away. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking of the game overall, right? In a general, because we lost, right? We have no division wins, no back-to-back wins. Okay, nope, right. Uh, you can't win with any of these quarterbacks. Well, Justin Fields did well, but again, you know, we still have a hard time getting in the end zone. We're kicking field goals when we should be just taking the risk. The defense gave up in the last fourth quarter, uh, the last four minutes, I should say. Yeah, the last four uh, minutes. You know, touchdowns win and, um, you know, fourth and inches. Just go with it. You got nothing to lose at this point. No. Right? No. You play and be aggressive and be gritty, and you got nothing to lose. If you lose every game because you're trying too hard or you're giving all your effort, that's great. Um, but, you know, do the fourth and inches instead of, like, you know, doing a quarterback sneak and, you know, fourth and three right so uh i just overall think it was a terrible loss i think in my eyes the denver one hurts more than this one Mm -hmm. because that one we gave up so many points real fast versus like but i mean they still hurt i I just i think there's a lot of work to be done and i think it's all coaching at this point jc what do you think man yeah so for for me it's it's the fact that you know like i said they crumbled in that fourth quarter um whether it be conservative play calling whether it be you know you can't put it on justin fields i mean justin fields came out and played amazing to me like you keep showing me that and like i said i'm i'm fine with hey we're not looking at a quarterback next year you know we're gonna give justin one more year to go out and give it a shot um you know Montez Sweat, uh, first sack of the season. Yes, that was great. Um, he had a huge smile on his face uh, and was cheering it up and having a good time. Um, four turnovers, four turnovers. Thank you. And there is a statistic uh, came out through uh, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN. Uh, let me pull it up here right quick. I love where you're going with this because I saw this stat. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to write it down. Since 1932, no NFL team with a plus three turnover margin and a 40-minute time of possession has ever lost a game. Yeah. We're number one. And oh, 48 and oh. We are the one team mm-hmm. to be 48 and one 
and again, we had uh, 40, I think it was 40 minutes and 24 seconds of possession. The Lions had 19 minutes. Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, I decided to open Prosecco because I'm cheers into this loss, man. We can't go anywhere else, but we hit more rock bottom. You I know? got some iced tea. So cheers to popping bottles and keep losing, you know? Well, I will say this. I mean, uh, you know, every, every uh, week uh, on Monday, I, I wait for that ESPN update of, you know, the uh, what what is the pick status uh for the uh upcoming nfl draft right and i think we're one in four one in four now we were one in five but we should be tied to fourth yeah yeah we have to thank uh the new york giants for getting a win uh this week uh putting us back at four but i mean to me uh, again if justin fields keeps showing what he's showing and he's doing as well as he's doing you're looking at um marvin harrison jr possibly at number one and then number four maybe Olafashanu doesn't fall to us at number four but then you know joe alt at left tackle because um i don't know if you guys noticed but we did pull braxton jones at some point during the game you know and he was over there slamming his helmet on the sideline and you know i, I don't know why he got pulled but then you know later on in the third quarter he was back in again um so I think it's time we we upgrade that left tackle position as well. Um, so I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, like I said, go get that stud wide receiver, put him next to DJ Moore. You know that way you have possibly that Roddy White and Julio Jones tandem uh, at wide receiver, um, where Justin Fields has no excuses. You have Cole Komet at tight end, right? Maybe you have an excuse with a running game. You know, Herbert may not, you know, and then uh, Foreman, you know, he's on a one-year deal. Um, so, again, you might have an excuse a little bit at the running game, but, uh, again, you put the weapons around Justin Fields next year and excuse time is over. Can I can I say something? Absolutely. I am tired of the little brother. I do not want the little brothers of uh, St. Brown. He Like, getting little brothers all the time, we want the big brothers. Right. What was another brother that we had on the team, but the big brother was always better. Uh, well, we had Equinemia St. Brown, which is one brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, now we have, uh, is it Noah Sewell, the linebacker, um, who is Penny Sewell's uh, younger brother. Right. Um, and there we have another group of, because uh, there was a, something on Twitter that there were three brothers playing in the Lions versus Bears game. Right. Right. Yeah, who's, who's the last I don't want even? the younger brothers. I want the older brothers. <laughs> I want the other St. Brown. <laughs> yeah, and well. how ironic is it that Montgomery is the one that scores the touchdown on us? How ironic and convenient. Well, he's great, but for him to come back and run it in and just stick it to us, that's like, you know what? I get it. And I'm wearing black all day, like today, because I'm mourning. You're mourning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. mourning for many reasons with the Bulls, too. But yeah, we'll get into yeah. that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll um, get into that. But yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think for as far as the draft, you do get the best player, the get best game changer available. And right now that is going to be at wide receiver. And with the second pick, you, you secure your offensive line. Boom. Right now, that is top needs one and two. And then yeah, after the, that. The, yeah, the other ahead. name I've seen is, uh, and, and this will be a fun one, and I would absolutely have fun with it, is 
Kool-Aid McKinsky uh, at cornerback would be like the third name that I've seen kind of floated around uh, if we're moving on from Jalen Johnson. Uh, yeah. He would be, you know, the, the replacement there. Yeah, I mean, didn't Jalen drop a pick six? Yeah, he did. He did. Yep. Literally Jaylen hit did. him right. I, I think he dropped two, maybe, possibly. He broke up another one, but the other one literally was in his hands, and he could have right. just took off and, and scored. Right. Uh, you had that. You also had uh, the Tyler Scott deep ball uh, in the last possession for the Bears, where I think they were down. I, I forgot. It was starting 39, I believe. And instead of running the ball for the third time and not moving anywhere, uh, they went for the deep shot. And Tyler Scott ran and then paused and then seen the ball coming at him. He's like, oh, shit, it's for me. And then it fell off his fingertips. You know, if he catches that ball, he goes for six. And, you know, the, this is all mute. We are going to be talking about a Bears win. And I just think it's like you did everything to win the game until the last four minutes of the game where you literally did everything to lose the game uh the defense did not hold up very well uh, i think they scored in what 96 seconds the first touchdown um he was wide open too oh yeah oh yeah, yeah definitely wide, wide open. open yeah because they were Just playing threw it and put it in there yeah they were playing soft cover uh again playing to lose uh just you know prevent defense instead of like you you've literally have been shutting down golf the entire time um and just did not well, it's frustrating it's really frustrating because it's you did everything right in this game takeaways your offense played well you you know we ran justin fields he rolled out everything we asked for about the, the chicago bears they were doing it until the end and i really think it falls down to play calling uh, and not being aggressive one when it's fourth and one like you were talking about steven be aggressive it's the three and seven it, it's right it, you can only yeah, win I mean, from this point one of the biggest problem with the bears and it, it's been this way for i mean as long as i've been alive ben but don't break ben but don't yes break. yes and you know what i'm sorry we're up by 20 pin your ears back and go get fucker just go get them yeah like it just again you know we play this ben but don't break ben but don't break and it, it, it's one of those where you know that was one of the things um I loved about the uh, defensive coordinator we had uh, who went on to be the Broncos head coach. Oh, um, um, can't think of his name. Uh, uh, but Vic you know, Fangio. Vic Fangio. I'm sorry. Vic Fangio. Yes. I mean, Fangio, he dialed it up. I mean, he, he wasn't mm -hmm. messing around. His defenses were always ready to go. And, and you know, it, it's one of those where, like I said, you look at teams like San Francisco, you look at, you know, some of these other teams, you know, as soon as they're up by 20, dude, it, it's, we're coming after you and, you know, we're not going to let up. Well, now he's in Miami and they, they put it, they put a 70 spot on Denver, his old team. Yep. He's like, oh no, we're going to make an example of this team. And, you know, they just didn't give a fuck. So yeah, you do need a defensive coordinator who is out for blood the entire game. I don't, I, I don't care about the, oh, you got to be sportsmanship. No, bro. When the clock is ticking, I'm here to kill you. As soon as it's a zero, we can be friends. I'm here to win a game. It's just simple as that. And the Bears do not do that. And uh, it's 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 frustrating to go down this, this weekly to be like, all right, they're not doing this right. They're not doing this right. Now you did everything right. And yet 
you shoot yourself in the foot twice at the end of the game. So we covered first and second down with my points there. Um, I really, I what can you say about the defense at the end of the game? Because this is this is we were praising the defense being so good uh, under Ibuflus because he's not, he's a defensive coordinator. And he's a really good one, but when it counted, he he didn't call the right play. So what do we assess about that? Go ahead, JC. Uh, again, it's falling back on that bend but don't break attitude. Um, you know, not that you necessarily have to worry about the Lions being a long ball team, but I mean, Jamison Williams, I mean, he has the speed to do that. And like I said, you know, you just happen to get behind the defense. But I mean, how many years have we watched? I mean, Cooper Cup did it to us uh, last year with, I mean, 30, 40 yard touchdowns. Uh-huh. You know, for whatever reason, maybe it's Eddie Jackson, maybe it's miscommunication on the back end. I don't know what it is, but every every year there seems to be like a couple 30, 40 yard touchdowns where it's just like the guy is wide open. There's not a single player in sight. And you're just like, how does that even happen? Yeah, I, I just... Uh, at, at, you know, we had a couple of great weeks where we were the defense again, like Jose said, that was great. But then it's like now who you, you add sweat, right? You have uh, Jalen Johnson who wants to get more money, who he makes mistakes. And you like you can't all these things are, you know, within the players. But again, play calling. It's like when you're there, I, I, I don't know. It's just frustrating because it's like when one side does well, the other one always messes up somehow. If the defense shows up, the offense isn't there. And then if the offense is there, defense doesn't show up. And like I guess that's, you know, been the whole season. Or both of them don't show up if you play the Chiefs, you know? Yeah, I think what also hurt us was, you know, I think Foreman rolled his ankle or had some sort of ankle right. injury. And that kind of stifled him at the end of the game. And unfortunately, like, Roshan has kind of the similar running style where it's downhill, take on a, you know, a person but like herbert you know i kept watching him put herbert in and it's like he's dancing around a little bit too much yeah. not, not that downhill take on a take on a guy and just run him over wood. Mm-hmm. so it, it's one of those again losing foreman I, I think hurt a little bit as well right definitely agree with you uh go ahead yeah i just it's just frustrating and then someone that throws and offensive things but more defense of everything it was just really sad to see it fall apart in the four minutes because they played great the whole three quarters so it, it sounds just like you know the other teams in, in in our city that don't play until the final whistle until the final inning uh oh that's slow start that's what it is it's a slow start and it's yeah. like you got to come out like aggressive and guns blazing, yeah. Because you're playing for yourself at the end of this, at the end of this right now for yourself, right? Some of these guys are playing for agent, jobs, right? Like you want to showcase how, how good you are and why you deserve to be in the NFL because someone else could always take your place. That's so right. you got to play with urgency here, and I don't see any urgency in those last four minutes. It's like they're gassed, but the defense should be gassed because they the Bears had most possession on offense. Now, now here's a problem that the Bears are not. They're averaging 23 points this season. That is literally not enough. Not no. enough to win games against the big boys, or especially in the division. Yeah, most of these teams are scoring 30 and above, and that's where we need to be. 
Um, we do have he played a great game possession wise. We, we did it pretty good on offense. Luke Getze changed the offense to to suit the talent that he had on the field for once. And that's why you've seen the time of possession. You've seen Justin be able to do his thing with no rust. But 23 points, and I know four games because of Bajent that brings it down. But 23 points is not enough to win football games in NFL. Maybe in high school, maybe in college. Sure. But uh, the NFL, it's a high-scoring league, and this is why we got Justin Fields and we got DJ Moore and we we signed Komet. And, uh, you know, we brought in Foreman, like, we brought in these weapons. It's just we're not getting into the end zone. It's so frustrating. Go ahead, JC. So uh, to me, you know, you partially look at that. And I mean, we had a lot of run attempts. I mean, we had 46 run attempts. That's what Justin Fields, uh, you know, uh, Khalil Herbert, Deonta Foreman, and Roshan Johnson, um, you know, Fields having 18 carries himself. Um but then you literally just go look at the box score on the receiving side and it's DJ Moore and only DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's like, you know, I don't know. And again, this comes back to Justin Fields of can this guy get to his second and third reads? Like, you know, what happened to Darnell Mooney? Yeah. You know, he's been absolutely he ass. Well, like he dropped it, but it was over thrown. But, you know, but again, it's, you know, he's getting maybe three catches a game, two catches a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be. And Mooney is no scrub. I mean, he's a wide receiver, two wide receiver, three on a football team. But and he's a high wide receiver, too, in my opinion. You know, you go look at some of these other NFL teams and you look at their wide receiver twos. And as far as I'm concerned, Mooney's better than most of right. the other teams wide receiver twos. So you sit there and go, where's the disconnect? You know, why why is this guy only getting one catch, two catches a game? You know, it's, uh, again, like, I understand Fields and DJ Moore have a great, um, you know, tandem going on, but you got to move on from, you know, and, and that's one thing you saw from, like, um, Bajan is, you know, he's getting the Cole Komet. He's getting to all these other guys. And, you know, some like, you know, Cole Met had 12 catches in the first half um, a couple games ago. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those where it's just like, I, I know Fields and DJ Moore have a great tandem going on, but we got to find some more production from guys other than just DJ Moore. And, and, and that's the you fact. Know. What you have to do is you have to pepper everybody else because what that's going to do, it's going to open the big play for DJ Moore, who that's what he wants he wants the big play he wants to be flashy and so forth and that's great but it allows mooney and Komet and uh herbert maybe to get some some catches maybe tyler scott you can you can develop him he had one catch for four yards i mean he dropped a big one i get that but cole Komet three for 20 mooney one for 24 like this is you're not reading the offense and this is what we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks is that he locks into his all right cool there's uh, only one option. DJ Moore is not That's open. Right. I'm running. And at least with Bajan, you know he's going through his right. reads. He's like, boom, Mooney. Nope. All right. Oh, nope. Come at Here you go. Let's get rid of the ball. And let's move the chains. And right. that's what that's kind of what I want. I want urgency with coming out of my my, my quarterback that I'm going to read this this defense really quick, make my adjustments, 
Boom, let me throw the ball and let's move these chains. All right, let's give it to the running game now. I need wins. I don't need DJ Moore to have 200 yards receiving and then we lose 40 to 13. That makes I mean, no I sense. I would like that because I have him in my fantasy league. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, it's just – and then, uh, you know, Fields is doing the same thing, holding the ball mm-hmm. way too long. And it's just, you know, there's things with uh, Tyson that does and then Justin does. And it's like if you put both of them together. You merge them. We had a great quarterback. merge them together. You're going to have a <laughs> great quarterback. And it's just Tyson reads it, gives everyone the ball. Justin doesn't, and he holds the ball too long. And then if he doesn't see an open thing because he can't read one, two, three, where that's right, no one gets the ball. And then he runs. And then you have the running game. And then you stop from doing that. And then you punt. And then, or you get close because you get a couple good plays. I think half of it was because of interceptions, why we even scored that many things. Like, because we got four picks, we got close enough to be in an area where we're in the red zone, or else it would just be slow and we wouldn't have scored that much, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, as you guys were saying, you know, if we could put Bajans and Fields together, do you know who you get? Who do we get? CJ CJ Stroud. Uh-oh. Also Uh-oh. on my fantasy team, and I'm kick and I'm winning. But he had and, three interceptions this week. And so what did, but but what did the Bears do? You know, we had the chance to take CJ Stroud. Now we're gonna stick with Justin Fields. No, you're right. And you know, you sit there and you look. Uh, let's go over to the box score for the Texans. And let's take a look at Tank Dell. Three touchdowns. I believe he had, what, 200 and something passing yards? No, 300. 336 passing yards, yep. 20, 27 completions. Tank three Dell, interceptions. Tank Dell, eight receptions, 149 yards. Yep. Nigo Collins, seven receptions, 65 yards. Robert Woods, five receptions, 44 yards. And then a bunch of two and one reception guys. But that's your three main wide receivers on your team just getting peppered meanwhile you go look at the bears mm-hmm. and it's dj Moore and only dj Moore. right so so again you're you look at cj stroud he's making it through his progressions he's making the reads you know i think he has like maybe three or four interceptions at the most in this season and you know i was listening to uh sirius xm nfl radio today and you know a lot of these analysts are, are already saying cj is pretty much a lock for offensive rookie of the year whoa oh yeah but, absolutely but they're, they're saying he could very potentially be mvp of the year because whoa. you're taking a texans who were dead last in the league last year or second second in the league last year in in losses mm-hmm. they had the number two or number one pick and here now they're in contention for possibly the playoffs yeah yeah so you know and, and again here we are the bears passed yeah the bears easily what happens all the time we could have had mahomes but we got uh trubisky like it's that's how it is that that's how it is to be a bears fan unfortunately and it's like we always think we want the prettiest girl but there's always something better that we always pass up on <laughs> we don't go for the smart successful one we go for the one that's you know um you know does everything for the moment i don't know it's all makeup yeah, it's all makeup the loser it's all makeup on a pig toyota camry yeah um yeah cj stroud last three games 470 yards 356 yards 336 oh. He's got 
uh, eight touchdowns and four interceptions in those three games. Yeah. I will take I mean, those stats. Yeah, I've been happy with him. That's why I'm first in my fantasy league, but I, I might lose this week. But again, it's just he's a stud. Uh, you look at also um, the Vikings quarterback, and uh, he yeah. like he also was like doing well. And then you have the Packers beating the Chargers and Jordan Love being successful in that. And it's like we lost to the Chargers. Like it's just other teams beat the teams we can't even beat. We can't even win. Well, I mean, Jordan Love has not been the. Uh, no, he hasn't. You know, the standout um, that I think the Packers were hoping for. Um, but you can't strike gold three times. Then that's a collusion in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, it brings up a a team that's not inept. You know, like, hey, we're gonna go draft these quarterbacks. We're gonna sit them behind a, a you know Hall of Famer get them three years of experience let them learn defenses you know let them progress you know work on their drops work on their footwork and and, you know here here the bears are like no we're just gonna throw you out there and get you like murdered every day and you know you're (laughs) so shocked you're gonna be you're gonna be washed and shell shock like you know big z said And, and then you're gonna be useless to us and then we're gonna go find another quarterback we're gonna go switch up the offensive coordinator on you three times. We're gonna go get a GM. You know, we're gonna, and again, it's the perpetual Bears. Yeah, you know? we only focus on defense and the '85 Bears. We don't worry about the offense. Apparently, no. We live no in tradition, and we don't even look in the future about anything. No, they, this this organization I, needs I to be clean from top to bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. there there's a Twitter article from right. a former Bears player right. that basically said we just live uh, off of the '85 Bears. Yep. Bennett and, and he, Bennett. Had, he posted that fit perfectly on that because it is true we only focus on the 85 Bears in the past and only defense defense Stevens well the NFL is an offensive league now you got to go with the change right music from the 50s and the 40s are still great but you got to listen to what's current now so yeah all right uh, <sighs> let's punt it let's punt it out of this segment and what can we expect against the vikings we've been wrong for pre- three weeks now uh but what the are, is do can we get a win against the vikings being this close to beating the lions i don't know i'm like the, i'm like the girl with bobby boucher over here i might <laughs> my calls haven't been that far off uh you know by by uh what six points this week and mm-hmm. last week I think I was off by like two or three, but, um, you know, I, I keep, I'm going to keep sending it to you. I, I don't know how I'm getting even this close to the numbers, but, yeah. uh, you know, I might have to start hitting up rivers, uh, sports bet. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I've been on a lot. I've been on a losing streak. It's yep. been bad. I stopped. I stopped. I had to stop. Yep. I'm, I'm my account's at zero right now. So not till December 1st. Well, like I said, it, it, all right. So Vikings with Josh Dobbs, I mean, when is uh, uh, Justin Jefferson coming back? They haven't said. Is he in the twenty-one? Is they, he in the no, twenty-one day haven't. window? No, but I. The ironic part, maybe he might come back for the Bears, and that's what's you know going to happen. I feel because that always happens. Well, like I said, I, I want to say he's in the twenty-one day window where you know they have to activate him or basically put him aside for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, they're on what. Two, two or four game win streak. What, what are they on now? No, they just lost to the Broncos by yeah. one point. That was a great right. game. It was. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah, game. but pr- but prior to that, they were on a little win streak. Correct, uh, I believe. Right, and I Even, believe they're six and five now. 
even without their best wide receiver. Right. So, in, you know, they're finally getting uh, Alexander Madison going. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. he had uh, 75 rushing yards um, in against Denver. So, I mean, essentially, they're playing for a wild card spot because the Lions are going to wrap up the North. You got uh, the West with the Niners and Seahawks. That's they're one game apart. And then the uh, the NFC South with, you know what they are, hot trash up and down. Um, so, right. yeah, they're playing for a wild card spot. So, um, again, this is Dobbs, who's played, what, seven or eight years in the league, seven, seven different teams, I believe, three this year. Um, he's a rocket scientist or, you know, astrophysicist, whatever he may be. Yeah, rocket I mean, man. He's probably good at uh, numbers. So, you know, reading defenses shouldn't be an issue because he could count. He Unlike can count. Someone we have, <laughs> you know. He can count. Um, I mean, if he wants to talk about, uh, you know, like uh, multiverse and quantum mania and stuff like that, I'm always able to, you know, talk about those scientific discoveries. So. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did okay. Twenty for thirty-two to twenty-one with one touchdown, one interception. Um, again, he's he's throwing the mats in Chandler and um, uh, who, I'm sorry, Allen. I'm sorry. It's Hawkinson, Oliver, and Addison. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and Chandler, yeah, those are his, his people that he's throwing to. So, I mean, he doesn't have the best wide receiver room. Um, but at the same time, his job is just to be a backup, get it in, get it out, uh, not to lose the game for them. So, um, I but do think it'll be a close game. for them, too. So, like you said. Yeah, I think this will be yeah. a close game. Yeah, to me, like, I, I feel like this definitely could be the upset uh Steven was hoping for um, this week. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I changed my mind. It's gonna be Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want a good team. I want to. I want to beat a, a like a first place team. I don't want to. Well, they're still playing or fighting for the wild card. Um, but yeah, if you want, do you want me to say my prediction? Let's go. Let's one? go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm gonna go Vikings this one. Um, I think uh, we're gonna get out shot and you know with the quarterback situation. Um. So I'm going to say Vikings, I want to say maybe 36. Uh, yeah, I just feel like I don't trust the defense right now and unless they, they make corrections. But uh, Bears probably 27. I'm going to go with that. Wow. So lose by 10 or 9. Jason. And I can't count, so I guess I can't be a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JC, uh, what, do you, what about you, man? I'm actually going to go Bears upset here. I, if I don't you get know this why. upset, I'm gonna be pretty like uh, a little peed, you know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go Bears upset here. You know what? Yes, Josh Dobbs is the Rocket Man, but uh, you know what? Uh, I don't see it. I mean, if Justin Jefferson comes back and gets uh, put back into the roster, maybe. Um, but like I said, you know, Bears defense says. I mean, other than the fourth quarter debacle. They've been playing stronger. You know, Sweat got his first sack. You know. I was happy about that. Again, uh, I'm going to go Bears. Bears 27. Vikings 21. Okay. Uh, I am going to do this. If the Bears keep on losing, I'm going to keep buying uh, Prosecco. And popping bottles because we're gonna get a good draft pick, I guess, and I'm looking forward to next year. So Yeah, that that is the one thing. Like, I mean, as long as the Bears keep losing, it's it's all money in the bank and it's like we just keep getting that draft pick where it's like I don't wanna be like the Browns. I don't wanna be like that. 
where you get the first round pick and then the oh. quarterback's a bust and then you have to start all over again and then you keep getting close and you build around and then you look at baker we're, mayfield dude. we're pretty close pretty dude they've never won a championship but uh, it's been almost 40 years for ours so like let's let's not uh, throw stones at glass houses brother they have a pretty good defense Whoa, over there. I don't even see a house at this point. I just see the layout <laughs> of the blueprints. I'm just waiting for something to happen. It's a shed from the pallets that we steal from uh, Costco. It's at from the, Ikea. At JC, That's what we JC's got. We don't even have a, like, we have a little uh, plastic house, a shed. We don't even have something to build off of. It's just memories from 85 and like defensive stuff in there. I don't know. Well, uh, again, I mean... We've all seen the Cleveland jersey where it's like thirty starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean yeah. the Bears. The Bears are right there with them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're we're not much further off. No. And unfortunately, you know, I, I you know, my my friend group, you know, I, I've said in group text for years. I'm like, I don't give a shit that we have Trubisky. You draft another quarterback. Yes. I don't care that we have Fields. Draft another quarterback. Yep. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, if, if San Francisco can hit Brock Purdy. You know, Mister Irrelevant. Right. Like I don't care. Just throw a four, throw a fifth. You know, find somebody that you know has played in you know college for four or five years. You know, redshirted a year and played you know for four years as a starter. And, and like the problem nowadays, and, and we're seeing it across the league, is all this RPO stuff that's being run in college doesn't work. It doesn't. Tra- it doesn't translate to the NFL where the defensive schemes are way too good for this rpo crap Mm -hmm. and and the problem is is yeah it works because you know for alabama's and georgia's and you know some of these teams they have you know these players that roll in and they roll out in three years you know the rpo works for them because it's the easiest way to get them up to speed you know for for guys that are only going to be there for three years not only that, you're talking these teams are the top tier talents right. that constantly get, you know, the number one prospect of, you know, from high schools. And, and again, but once they get to the NFL, all these guys are number one prospects. Mm-hmm. All these guys are right. the elite of the elite. And again, you know, it's I've said it multiple times, you know, the Washington Commanders. Yeah, they drafted RG3. What did they do? They went and drafted Kirk Cousins, the same damn draft. Yep. And it paid dividends then for them for, you know, three or four years with RG3 being hurt all the time. And, you know, but to me, I'm not against it if the Bears do something like that. You know, again, especially this draft, you you got seven, eight quarterbacks that are coming out. And it's, like I said, if you could find a guy in the third round or the fourth round, you know, whether it be a J.J. McCarthy or, you know, one of these guys, um, Pinnix or, you know, whoever, like I said, there, there's about seven or eight quarterbacks that are coming out this year. Go get me one. Yeah, yeah. I, under, I understand Bajan has shown, like, you know, he needs more progression. He needs more time. But, again, you know, we're, we're at that point. If Justin Fields doesn't show something that, you know, we need somebody developing. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You just got to keep uh, – developing quarterbacks and that's what uh you know great organization do they they keep drafting quarterbacks until one hits and you know and, and in the meantime if we can have a guy be 
productive or if we need to go in free agency and, and you know put a band-aid over this until the next kid comes up that that's what it is you know we we're, we haven't lucked into you know having brett Favre and then aaron Rodgers and then you know 30 you know 25 years of great quarterbacks we, we don't have that uh, so you know You've got to do what JC says. So uh, Bears hire him. Um, I think it's going to be 27 24 Bears with the upset with a field goal at the end. They are playing in Minnesota. So it's a dome. So perfect conditions for a game. So I think the yeah. Bears come up with the upset. So uh, maybe I'll break my rule and put you know some money in my account. Break that rule. We don't have rules. <laughs> no, no rules. All right, uh, let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll be back with The Loop after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Um, well, you are listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with a Big Z, and we got Batista in the house, Stevie B. Stevie B. That's right. We got J.C. Howard, our football and sports guru. Um, you know what? It, it's time to go around the loop and uh, talk some sports that are not the Bears. And um, let me just hit the cue music and then we'll go from there. This is Chicago. Yeah. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start with the Chicago Bulls. Let's start. Let's start there. Let's start there with the Chicago Bulls with a current victory uh, over the Miami Heat. What was that Saturday? Um, they came from behind. They were down twenty to one, twenty twenty three or twenty four to one at yep, one point, yep. Yep. Uh, and came back in the fourth quarter to win the game. I wish I would have bet that game; would have won a lot of money, but I didn't because I don't trust the Bulls at all. Uh, they're Me playing. Either. You're playing again against Miami right now. They're down four, five, five points, fifty one forty six in the second quarter. So they're hanging in there with the team. So do. Do we have a problem with Zach Levine? Do we have a problem with coaching, with culture, with, with the whole organization? What's the issue here, Stevie B? Um, yeah, the other day he wore an LA hat, so it kind of like yes, he. I think that's a little jab because he's wearing an LA hat, and he, maybe he wants to go to the Lakers, maybe the Clippers. Um, I know there's other teams that are interested in him, uh, and then he 
he uh, I sent you guys an article in the group message that he pushed the PR lady, didn't celebrate with the team, and walked out after the win on Saturday night at the United Center against the Miami Heat. If that doesn't show you that you're checked out and you don't want to be a part of the team and you're scoring 14 points a game and you, you know, missing shots, missing threes, not passing the ball to someone's open, you know, you're being a little selfish. Again, this this year, the matter of games, he's scoring 61 or he's scoring 14 or 17 points. I don't see consistently scoring 23, 25 equally like how Saturday was where Vooch, Damar, and himself were all in the 20s. Kobe White only had four to six points. These are the things where it's like you're not distributing. Yes, they're the big three, but everyone should be present. Everyone should be able to touch the ball and score. I mean, even if Kobe was lights out the other game, the other day, you know, have him touch the ball. If he's got the hot hand, keep him going. Don't stop his momentum. He's passing it to Vooch, like all these great things. And again, when I told you guys when I was at the United Center, who's in the first pose? Damar. Who's behind him? Levine. Yeah. You know, it's these like it's these things where it's like, this guy's been here for seven years. Okay. We got the trade from him to trade Jimmy to go to Minnesota. Yeah. And Jimmy's gone to the finals two times. Uh, one MVP. And what has Levine done? Except besides going to uh, Team USA. So, I don't know. I, I think, you know, he's a great guy, stand-up guy, but it's like he's checked out. He wants to move on. And I think the uh, the Bulls are going to do something. And he's giving me mixed signals. Yeah, I mean, he was touted and promoted and put in a position to be the 1A guy. Uh, pretty much saying, this is your team. You know, you, you came back from the knee injury. It is your time to shine. Uh, then you bring in DeMar and DeMar comes in his first year and takes all the credit for being, you know, king of the fours and being consistent. And then, you know, the nagging injury starting to show up for Zach, right? Um, Zach has started, you know, to a slow start this season. He is, what was it, 14 games, averaging 21.9 games, 43% shooting and 34 point, uh, 34% from three. So he's definitely struggling. And the, the only reason it's 21.9 is because he had that, that 50 burger game. Um, yeah, no, 61. That's, right. that's what it was. Yeah, 61 still, game. That's the only reason it's like, that high. He is the game. It's so frustrating. It, it is. really is. And, and now I feel, like, I feel like a White Sox fan. Like, this is this is frustrating to me. It's very frustrating. Uh, you have a big man that you don't use in Vooch. Um, no. You got Andre he, Drummond. He has a hard time playing defense. And then that wasn't a thing about mm-hmm. the other day with the uh, uh, Magic. He leaned in. It was isolated one-on-one. The guy ran past him, got a foul, and he got the and one. So he shot two free throws. There you go. Three points right there. And and That's coaching. That's just, coaching. If you know he's a defensive liability, why isn't Drummond out there? Drummond's way better right. defensively. Or put Patrick right. Williams, who can move his feet. Um, you, uh, you, I'd rather have Drummond. I, I don't I, trust well, Agreed, I mean, agreed. But I still think he's going to shoot the ball. I still think I still think Patrick can move his feet a lot faster than Vooch and can cover more space. So again, this goes back to coaching, and you know I've I've said it since Billy's been here and Billy's been you know uh, uh, signed here and even extended is that he is a young players coach. You put him with a bunch of college players that you draft. He can develop them. Uh, get his system running but when you have egos like Levine 
and yeah. and Kobe Demar. and Demar. Like yeah, you and have Williams, a yeah, you have a bunch you know, really of egos all of a sudden. Yeah, and and now. You, you you don't have the continuity in, in the locker room because you don't know who's the alpha, and if there's no alpha, guess what? You're not going to win games. You need a Kobe Bryant. You need a Michael Jordan. You need a LeBron James. You need to have an alpha in the locker room. There has to be a pecking order. And right now, what we don't have is a pecking order. It's like, oh, you shoot. Oh, uh, you shoot. You shoot. And the first quarter that they're down twenty points again uh, every time in the first quarter is because they're scared to shoot. They're just, yeah. They're Full just start. scared to shoot. It's like, bro, just play your game. Just play your game. We don't have a true point guard. Uh, we, we don't. We don't have a true center. Um, we literally have like seven guards on this team, and it's just a redundancy of the same talent. And this is why we cannot keep up with the rest of the NBA right now. I don't even. What does Zach have? I don't, can't even see. But uh, we we have a problem with rebounding. We have a problem yep. with points in the paint. With turnovers, everyone's Zach, just looking at the ball. Yeah, as it goes, if, if Zach gets it, it's over. It, it's being a premature. Oh God, yeah, it's 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 over. Now we got Zach. And the only thing that I could say, uh-huh. the only thing I could say about uh, Saturday was when uh, someone shot the ball and Caruso was there, grabbed it, and then dunked it in. Like that's how you play. Like, oh yeah, the putback. Watch the ball while it's going up. Be I mean, ready. Be aggressive. Box out. There's no reason that your your point guard or or shooting guard, whatever Caruso plays, because he plays everything. There's no reason that he should have more rebounds than your big guys. Right. No Absolutely. reason at all. Like you've got a foot of advantage of, of height, you should be getting more rebounds. Uh, speaking of Levine, so we we got the trade rumors, right? As, as Stephen alluded to, but we also have this incident where he's walking off the court on Saturday night. And you see the PR lady grab his arm and said, hey, I got an interview. You, you know, you're going to be on whatever NBC Sports or whoever it was for. And he just literally yeah. yep. flung her off and kept walking. And he was a sourpuss squat. Right. And all the rest of the Bulls shook hands with the rest of the Heat players and each other and so forth in celebration. Um, but but you do- won. You didn't lose. That's the issue. Like, you're not a teammate. And if I was on the team, I would be like, dude, why'd you leave? Do you not want to be here? Like that shows like you don't care and we all want to win and we care. You want to be here. Uh, But again, it's like when you're at work and you don't want to be there because you want a paycheck and you're not happy and you're not doing your job and everyone else has to pick up the slack. (laughs) He has a paycheck. I'm sorry. Like it's a guaranteed paycheck. That's the problem. (laughs) You know, again, as for, you know, shaking off a reporter gave some lame excuse of, it was a miscommunication. Yeah, there was no miscommunication. She grabbed you by the arm, said, "Hey, you know, we have an interview." Basically, you know, I don't know what happened during the game, but again, it's down to the wire. He's he's checked out. He clearly wants out. And, and frankly, if I'm to the the Bulls, I'm not sending him to a good team. I'm not no. sending you to a contender. You know what? You have soured this relationship. You know, basically, and, you know, read something on Twitter that Billy Donovan and, you know, um, AK were not happy with how he dealt with the reporter Mm -hmm. um, after the win. To me, again, you know, maybe one of the good teams is given the best package, but I'm sorry. Like, I have no qualm sending you to a horrible team, you know, because of your attitude right now. Yeah, like, I don't owe you anything. No, I don't, you don't owe you right? any favors. Right. I signed. I signed you to a contract. 
which, you know, at the time when he signed with the Bulls, he was coming off what was an ACL yeah. originally. Yep. So, I mean, like we took a chance on you that, you know, and he was known more as a high flying dunker. When, he doesn't you know, dunk anymore. That all happened. And, and and again, like we gave you the opportunity to come in, be the one A, and, and then you got upshone by Demar Derozan, and now you're sitting here being a sourpuss. You know, get over yourself. You know, again, I wish we had a Kobe Bryant on this team that could rally we got a the Kobe troops. White. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wish wish equivalent. I, I'll tell you what. I, I saw the uh, the clip of like his slam dunk. I mean, that was a pretty oh pretty yeah nice dunk. That was gnarly. But but at the same time, it's like I don't see much else from you. You know, uh, he's having a know, good game right now. But he's again, he's very well, wishy washy. He plays well at home, and then he'll go on the road and play bad, and then it carries over to the first home game, which was this Saturday. And he, did, I don't think he had more than four points or something. So you, you yeah, really, but. I, Go ahead. I think if you go back and you watch, like when the Bulls originally had um, DeRozan, Lonzo, and Levine, Lonzo was the one that really, you know, was able to make the passes. Distribute. Right. Mm -hmm. And make sure that these guys were like, they were the ones taking the shots, right? Mm -hmm. And like I said, with without a true point guard, which, you know, I'm sorry, we've, we've tried this experiment with Kobe year after year after year and it's one of those like i know maybe the nf the nba draft doesn't fall where you know we're looking at the best point guards coming out you know but again with lonzo hurt it's just again you're, you're sitting there looking at kobe going we've tried this experiment two or three years in a row right we got to find somebody else and, and you know i know caruso is supposed to be you know the backup or whatever but he's Mr. Glass. I mean, yeah. the guy constantly, you know, whether it be a knee, an ankle, a shoulder, mm -hmm. an elbow, it's always something. Right. And, you know, you're sitting here hearing, like, I, I was reading something earlier uh, that the trades look like there's more interest in Caruso and Pat Williams yep. than there is in Zach Levine. Because the uh, and, and money. Maybe that's because Zach Levine has made his comments known of like this is where i want to go so other teams are you know shying off but again to me if i'm the bulls i'm letting it be known hey i don't care where we send him send me your best offers and like i said you know we had this conversation last week i don't want picks in 2029 right get me the picks as quickly as possible and if that is a garbage team or, you know, if we need to make a three-team trade where, you know, maybe he does end up in L.A., but I'm getting picks from, you know, Orlando or the Pelicans or, yeah. you know, some right. other team that is before 2029, that's what I'm looking for. Because, yeah, you know, if what is the point of the Windy City Bulls? Like, I want to know that. Like, can't <laughs> we find someone off that to, like, like, I don't get it. What's the point of the Windy City Bulls if you're going to have people play in that like D League, and then not even try to bring them up if they're playing really well. Oh, they bring them up and down. It's he's called Jalen Terry, and then when they bring him up, he doesn't play on the bench. He doesn't play. He just sits on the bench, and then the next week they yeah. send him down. Go get some playing time, and then bring bring him back back up and don't play him. They they don't know That's how to develop. Point. They don't know how to develop talent. It's as simple as that. Larry Marketing, Jimmy Butler developed himself. Uh, who else do we got right now? Patrick Williams not developed. 
Like we, Kobe White is really not fully developed. Doug McDermott is doing really Doug, well with the San Antonio Spurs. Doug, like course. we had him. Yeah, we. I, I, it's just look at these players that we drafted, and then they go and they they're Tyson Chandler, average or above average players. Yeah, Tyson Chandler went on to win championships. Uh, Bobby Portis uh, right. left when. Won a championship, Larry Marketing. He's a star. He, him, and uh, Katie were going at it last night. Great mm-hmm. game. I mean, you right. do have right. a lot of talent that you can identify, but you're not translating that to the development. And right. so, you really got to take a step back and analyze everything that you're doing from that point forward, from the draft to when they come in and play in a summer league. What are we doing to develop these players? What are we doing to develop? Uh, their mind, body, and soul. We, we've got to invest in this because they, you're putting money to 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 sign these players over a long period of time. And yes, the rookie contracts are small or smaller than any other uh, sport. But we're looking at: Are you developing all that you can and get and maximize your bank for the buck? And we can't do that. We haven't been able to develop Jalen Terry as the point guard, uh, Ayo Dusumu. Like literally had a great coming out yes the last year and now he's nowhere to be found he's not even in the rotation four points, if that and yeah he's got four points rebounds. right now but he's 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 been out of the rotation and if you're a coach that I literally said you're good with young guys and now you're not even doing that this team is 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 literally up for disaster and you've got to blow it up and the time is now to start training away these pieces like JC said whoever gives me the best offer yeah. Great. The problem is you don't want to send them within the division, right? You don't want to send them to the Pistons. The Pistons are going to be really good in about a year or two. Really good. Um, you look send at them to the Pistons. Send them to the Pistons. I, I, I don't care. Send them to the Pistons. You know, to me, again, there is not a single team that I will not trade with. Make me me make me your offer, and I will trade Zach Levine to you. Uh, again, it's. I owe I owe you no favors. Yeah. Like with your attitude right now, I owe you nothing. Nothing. Like you're playing horribly. Like nobody wants you. You know, I got more literally I pull them in the office and literally be like, I got nine teams calling for Caruso. You know how many teams I got calling for you? you? Nothing. Or one. One. <laughs> so, you know, again, like your your attitude it's got to come down and you got to be brought back down to earth you know send, send them to the, the disaster that is the clippers <laughs> oh yeah that's a full team of names uh, right. of like people who want to go and get their career killed yeah that's all egos everybody goes there and your career dies if you go to the clippers it's just it's sad it's very super sad all right, uh, we're I done with the Kyrie bus. Irving ruined one of my parlays. I thought he was going to score over 22 points. He didn't even do that. 22 <laughs> points, and the Mavericks scored 131 points that night. How do you not get uh, like over 22 points? And I would have won $95 on a $5 bet. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that because uh, Serge, who uh, kind of helps us out on the page here, he kind of originated the page. Um, literally won, uh, was it four grand or something like that, or nine grand yesterday on a ten dollar bet? So, um, Serge, fuck you. Um, <laughs> hey, Serge, uh, I like to party. Do you want to, you know, he's yeah, he's like, every time he sends me stuff, it doesn't hit. So, I'm like, uh, either I'm, I'm cursed or 
you're sending me by all these bad bets and keeping the good ones for yourself. So, all right, let's switch over really quickly to the Blackhawks um, losing four straight. And if you look at the last four games they lost, um, they just lost to the Sabres three to two, the Predators four to two, Lightning four to two, and the Panthers three to four. So they're in the game. They're in the ballpark, you know? Yeah, and again, it's it's a lot of young talent. This guy, he switched his hat. Um, A lot of young talent, but not enough to win right now. Um, Again, this is a a young team. We with Connor Bedard and company. You're not going to get a lot of press. You're not going to get a lot of push. Uh, I think this is a great team to support, but at the time, I don't see them doing anything to be... um, Good, and, and and that's fine with me. If they end up at the bottom again, and then get the number one pick, and then pick someone to be alongside Connor Bedard, now you have your Tane, uh, Kane yeah. and Taves again, two point Run that, run that, and it's time you know jump in and get your season tickets. Go ahead, DC. yeah, uh, agreed. Um, uh, again, I think uh, you know Bernard is a great piece, but you know we still got a lot more that needs to be surrounding him um you know for the whole team to be uh ready to go back towards the stanley cup um you know kane and taze were always great but you know then you had keith and shaw and sharp and all these other defensemen then you bring in hosa so uh, again there's a plethora of names there that you know on the on those championship teams um bufflin i mean was such an important part of the team um you know, the one thing I will say is, you know, you, you, every clip I've been seeing recently is like all these NHL vets, they're they're picking on Bedard a little bit and, you know, slamming him into the boards. And oh, yeah. You're seeing the you're seeing the team come and defend him. And, you know, Bedard's not shying away from it either. He's an 18 right. year old kid, you know, playing against, you know, men. Um you know he's he's got a lot of growing up to do still and like i said you know he's been performing extremely well for the blackhawks um but like i said he, it's gonna take some time you know again you know to, to me he's his performances have been great but again you know you got 30 year old men you know slamming you in the boards trying to you know get you in the wrong headspace trying to psych you out and like i said he seems to be calm cool and collected so you know, that's to me, that is a great thing to see out of them so far. Yeah, uh, I completely yeah. agree. What I have, you know, I get the notifications. They're like, oh, it's Blackhawks time. And then it's like, damn, Blackhawks Twitter is funny. It's like, oh, we're losing 1 0, bad guys. And they're like, oh, we tied it. Oh, no, we're down 2 1 now. And, you know, and that's yeah. how I keep up with it because I'm not able to watch all the games. So, but, you know, it's it's an exciting team. I think that Chicago get right, get right right behind them and and support them um i I'm, w- w- christmas break let's find some tickets and go yeah yeah no i'm down i'm down to go we talked about getting a um Bagard jerseys um i have a job now so i could buy one so there you go there you go <laughs> um but no but I, I i i also do respect the organization as a whole because um i don't know it was four days ago they did a post and i think their social media going off of what you said does a really great job right um this guy joe fultman i don't know if you saw their instagram uh was supposed to be uh to try out for the blackhawks got the notification 
but instead he went to go serve our country uh and he never got the opportunity to be a black hawk and they celebrated him gave him a jersey and a number and he was walking in with the team like you know they post about them all in the suits he got choked up he you know he's an older guy and it's just like you feel for the guy because that's what his dream was he wanted to be a black hawk and they celebrated him i thought that was really special and cool um got to meet the whole team and then when they're coming out of the ice he was like fist bumping them um that's a lot of class i think for the blackhawks and they don't get enough credit for that again their social media is on point um but uh, it is a fun team it is a great time they play a lot of emo rock music uh <laughs> and stuff like that that i love that's uh, so your guy Ellie over there. so um and rock and roll in that building because i'm rocking in the madhouse so mm-hmm. I think we should go. I think it'd be a great time. Win or lose, it's it's always fun there watching this team. Yeah, um, definitely. The BB Blackhawks, or some of them, but yeah. So I'm excited. All right, let's wrap this up with the Chicago Cubs and the White Sox. Stevie B, what's going on with the Cubbies? Well, we have a chance to get Otani, and so it looks pretty good. But, oh, man, it's it just – I don't want to get my hopes up. I – you know, I want this, but again, I don't want to break the bank for one player. There's more things that we need to fill, um, you know, spend money, spend, spend, spend. I'm all for it, but um, I'm pretty happy where we're going in this direction, or at least the Dodgers are first in the, you know, kind of contention where he might go as second of the Cubs. I mean, if that happens and he's a Cub, I mean, we stole Craig Council. Right. So <laughs> if we steal Otani from the Dodgers, that's like a Sunday and a cherry on top because you are a Dodgers fan as well and a White Sox fan. So, and you know, you love baseball, but oh, it's just like, it's just sticking it to you, you know? Yeah. JC? Uh, I, I sent you guys in the group chat uh, that, uh, you know, if, if Otani comes, I'm going to be roster baiting. So, you know. Shout out to the league for uh, making that a thing. But, right. uh, you know, it, you see that guy in the lineup and yeah, it's it's a spank bank session. Right. The um, pitches are shaking. You know, I can't wait to click like I said, that. If, if you're going to break the bank, I mean, do it on a guy who's a amazing pitcher and DH is on his days off. Um, you know, again, I was having a conversation with a coworker the other day about, you know, you know, I'm still not over the fact that, you know, the Cubs now have a DH position. You know, we're, we're still kind of used to pitchers hitting for the Cubs for so many years. But like I said, I Carlos Zambrano, baby. <laughs> former guest. Uh, Arietta. I mean, Arietta hit pretty well for a pitcher as well. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, if, if there's a guy you break the bank for, and, and again, I know he's got the Tommy John surgery and, you know, might be a year, year and a half. Who knows if he's the same pitcher ever again? You know, there's always risks, but if you're going to break the bank on somebody, you know it's it's a left-handed hitter in Wrigley right. that can fill that DH spot on his days off and possibly go out there and be your number one ace. Right. Um, like I said, if to me, you you gotta if you're the Cubs, you you have to at least put your best foot forward. Right. Come with a strong offer. Um, like I said, if not, then hey, you know what? We're gonna go check in with Bellinger. We're gonna go check in Pete Alonzo with some of these other guys. I and, don't want you know, Soto. I'm gonna be honest with you. You need a third baseman. I, 
I just I don't uh, I just feel like we would he wouldn't be productive, and I don't I get this gut feeling. I don't know why. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm you I'm know? not a big fan of him, you know, either. I don't, I wouldn't want him on my team or any. I don't know. I do, I wouldn't want him. But uh, yeah, definitely. You know, you check in with the with the panda bear, you know, Peter Peter Alonso, and you check in with Bellinger if you do not get Otani and. Right now, Otani sweepstakes. It is the Cubs and the Dodgers, as reported as a uh, former guest, Mike Rodriguez, did on Twitter. Oh, wow. And um, right now, Mike's, Max Scherzer has thrown his hat in for the Rangers and, and trying to talk to Otani now, too. So um, I, hopefully that does not happen because I do not want the rich to get richer. I want get better competition in baseball. I don't want it to be one-sided because uh, that's just going to be a boring season. Um, right. As, as far I mean, again... Who is, who- Go ahead. Who's the other Japanese uh, pitcher that? Because uh, I've been hearing rumor that we're uh, possibly going after another Japanese pitcher yeah. uh, that is going to be available this year, I believe. Uh, in, in the yeah, international, it, that I don't know, but I do know that they signed Patrick Williams for or not Patrick Williams, Patrick Wisdom for a one-year uh, deal recently. So he's on a one-year contract. Um, I know he performed. Not as well as he usually does. He was injured, so I think giving him that one-year extension doesn't hurt us, but helps us. And you know, he's familiar. He's a good bat. He has great days. When it's summer, he's hitting homers. So I just think you know, keep what you got right now, and then keep getting more while you can. While the good is good. Yeah, the name is Yoshin Ubu. Ubu? Yeah, Yoshin Ubu Yamamoto. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, if we could potentially get him, like I said, then you know you got Suzuki, you have another Japanese player possibly from the international market. Mm-hmm. Maybe that entices Otani, where you know, hey, I got a couple of teammates that you know, same culture, same language, you know, oh, best friends, c- camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, supposedly this international pitcher is. He's he's, he's a good. stud. He's 25 in seven seasons in Japan. He has posted a 182 ERA across 897 innings with 922 strikeouts and a whip of 930.935. Um, he has won what's, what their equivalent is to the Cy Young three times already. Now, I don't know what the, comp- good. I don't know what the competition in Japan is, but that's still pretty good to be one of the best in your league year after year after year and now he's making the jump at 25 this kid is going to get paid but i really think it's going to be the big market teams that are going to spend and and put it you know off look at the yankees to be uh in the contention for this for our having a bad year and literally are going to be like we're not going to suck like this ever again so i expect the yankees to land uh this pitcher they want uh bellinger and I don't want to let him go. No. I don't. And I, I mean, like the Red Sox a lot. I'd rather have him go to the Red Sox if he goes anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would so, too. Oh, man. Uh, winter meetings are what? A couple weeks away? A couple weeks away. Three weeks? Yeah. Three weeks? About uh, 15, 15, 18 days away. So um, yeah. speaking of the winter meetings, there's a lot heating up with the White Sox and trade uh, rumors. And one of the rumors is that Dylan Cease will be traded uh yeah, I Chris, saw that. I Chris, liked it. Yeah. I liked the post that you shared. Yeah, Chris was- Getz already said that there's no untouchables. Um, so you know, guess who's in first in line for Dylan C's? It's the Dodgers. Angels. It's the Dodgers. Oh. 
The Dodgers have the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers are not fucking around. They they are gonna go like the Yankees into the deep end of the pool and and secure at least a playoff spot. Um, they do have five great prospects in their system, and uh, Dylan Cease is a is a really good pitcher. I don't think he's elite. I think he's a really good pitcher, but he's also got two years of control. Um, uh, on his contract So I think he's going to be very enticing And there's a bunch of trade simulations and, and all that There's five different trade packages I was looking at And I'm not too familiar with the Minor league names So that I'm going to have to do some research And, and you know get back to everybody next week uh, On what the best, best package From the Dodgers would be But if the Dodgers are going after Otani And he can't pitch next year So you're going to need pitching Because that's what dipped them in this year And you pick up Cease I mean, that's a good start for them if they can get both. Now, if I was the Cubs, I'd be calling the White Sox as well. Hey, we can offer, you know. Yeah. You need, you're in win mode now. Okay. No, so let, I know you do. It's just I don't like touching anyone from the south side. And that's, you know, that's me. <laughs> but I, you know, I just, I, it's so dirty. It's so dirty. <laughs> it's like, I don't want this. Uh, bacteria mold coming into my house. Hey, yeah, clean. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the the team as a whole sucks. But if you break down the pieces of what we have, just like just like the Bulls, the pieces are great. It's just they can't fucking play together, and they have a horrible manager and a hor- horrible organization. Father like son. That's the that's the that, thing. That sounds like a great piece that I want on the Cubs. You know, I, I literally would say yeah. yes, but he was a Cub. Yeah, he was. He was the throw-in to the Eloy trade. I don't want tainted, spoiled, rotten meat. He's not tainted. He's not tainted. <laughs> he was like the only person winning on I the know. team. Um, yeah, I mean, would He's you? He's got to shave the mustache if he comes to the Cubs. Fuck I, no. I, yeah, you got to get rid of something here. That oh no, proves those, to me that you're those, winning here. Those frat that boys would love that shit up there. All the frat boys be growing out their mustache just like him. No, 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 no. We're cla- we're we're classy. Fingers oh, out. You're a classy okay. hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fine. If he comes, fine. Shave the mustache and we'll talk. Oh no, he's not shaving that mustache. That shit's that's a staple, man. Imagine if he did, I and mean, that was one of the things. That'd be hilarious. Well, once he grew the mustache, just, that. that slider came became <laughs> filthy. So, um, I would not change it. All right, uh, we're done with baseball. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll wrap up the rest of the episode with Stirring the Pot and What You Watching. So uh, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From T-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans 
Podcast. Thanks, Martin. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with Big Z in the house. We got Stevie B from the No Water on the Weekend Podcast and J.C. Howard. All right, Stevie B and J.C., you know what time it is. It's stirring the pot time. That's right. It is time for stirring the pot. All right, all right. And um, I've been actually cheating on this one. Um, I've been eating popcorn. <laughs> as as, as uh, I didn't get to have a, uh, a dinner, but... Uh, my stirring the pot this week is popcorn, and okay. uh, yeah, um, I picked this up from the kids. They were fundraising, and you know they always hit up the teachers, and I'm a sucker, so uh, I do buy their stuff. Um, so my question for you for stirring a pot: flavored popcorn is that a yay or a nay? And if it's a yay, what is the best flavor for popcorn? Stevie B. I, you know what? I'm a classic man. I'm going to say strictly with butter. I mean, I've had the Garrett's like three thing. Yeah. The try Chicago mix. Right. It's great. It's delicious. But I think Garrett's like just original. Add a little bit of salt. Um, and it's great. I mean, I don't know. I mean, at, um, I was at Regal Theater and I'll tell you what I was watching at Regal Theater when we get to that segment. Yep. Yeah, but yep. uh, they have Cheeto popcorn. Yeah. There. I think that's like I love hot Cheetos. I like Cheetos, but I would never want to. I don't know. I don't think I would put them on my popcorn. Yeah, it's good. Have you had it? Yeah. Well, the kids come in with all types of different types of chips and anything that has hot flaming on it. They've had. I, I've. I I've even like had. They put their hands in and they mix it in general. Then you eat whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Their hands are no, in. No, no, no. And I, then it's like that's why you get sick. No, no, that no. Good old taki dust. Yeah, taki yeah. dust. They have. They're like taki dust. Um. No, I, that, uh, that that takes a lot of courage to do that. <laughs> All that crystals in there. Um, what I did have, uh, even the weirdest thing is is uh, beef jerky, uh, hot flaming beef jerky. I've even tried that. That's not weird. That's delicious. I would try that. It, it was. I'm a sucker for jerky. Uh, yeah, I love jerky. I like venison jerky probably the most. JC, but. do you like jerky? You seem like you like jer- jerky. Uh, Archer's, uh, Archer's, uh, beef jerky sticks. Uh, I, I do like, you know, I've been trying, uh, what was it? Duke's, uh, beef jerky or the, you know, it's more like a sausage. Um, but Duke's like, it has no flavor to it at all. So like, I, I need something with a little spice, a little pepper, you know, something to give me a little kick when I'm having it, you mm-hmm. know, right. um, it's a great road know. trip food too. Oh yeah, like so, like uh, I did a road trip to Tennessee. Was it a year ago or two years ago? Stopped in a gas station. They had some beef jerky that had like jalapenos and cheddar in it. Oh yeah, some oh, flavor. Hell yeah. <laughs> JC, oh, what's yeah, your popcorn sure. flavor? The best part is like when you smell your fingers. Like the, they have the jerky smell later, and then your breath smells like jerky. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's great. Make sure you have some gum with you and some hand sanitizer afterwards. Jesus. But and don't well, touch I, your I eye because I've done that. I haven't checked it out yet, but there's a exotic snack place like right across the street uh, from where I live um, or, you know, off Lawrence. And, you know, I've been seeing it on like Instagram and stuff of mm-hmm. like they're advertising like, oh, you know, weird snacks from like Japan and right. wherever. Um, and, and like I said, it's literally like four blocks for me. And I'm like, you know, I, I keep saying like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. I'm gonna, I haven't done it yet. Okay. You got a um, week next week. You got to grab something there and try report it. Okay. Back, I'll, yeah. I'll, grab, I'll, I'll, I'll stop in. 
Um, but uh, also, I got a buddy that used to work for Garrett's Popcorn, uh, my brother's best friend. Uh, shout out to him. Do you um, need uh, so sponsors, he, or how's that work? <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't. He doesn't work for Garrett's anymore, unfortunately. Oh. But oh my god, I mean, like around Christmas time, dude, he would show up with like peppermint popcorn and like jalapeno popcorn yeah. like it was always something like you know because garrett's they do like a testing lab yeah. so they're constantly trying different flavors and different whatever so he would show up with like these little you know snack bags and he'd be like oh this one's peppermint this one's you know whatever um but i gotta be honest with you like a classic caramel with a chocolate mm. drizzle um you know uh costco carries something called yes. zebra pop. i've seen those yeah you know like i'll eat a handful maybe and like but it's something with the chocolate and the caramel where it's just like it hits that sweet tooth, you know, just maybe a handful. And like I said, it's good enough for me. I'd go more than a handful. I'd probably dig into that tin. I'd be halfway <laughs> done. I Yeah, I love popcorn. Uh, for me, I, I do like, uh, you know, a little spice in my popcorn. Uh, so I did order the double good in queso fire. So in case of fire. Um, so I thought it was a cool name and it's actually really good. I do like some spicy popcorn. Uh, but if, if I had to go to a go-to, it is the Chicago mix and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't go wrong with Garrett's. I even right. tried, uh, the strawberry one time in Navy period had a strawberry flavor. That was a pretty good, uh, but Hey man, popcorn is popcorn. Even if you have it, you know, out of the, out of the microwave, I, I, I think it's, just fine with you know a little bit of salt, a little bit, little pepper, and uh, some butter. Or you put Valentina in there too. Ah, uh, yeah, I knew it. Yep, Valentina <laughs> or uh, uh, what's the other one? Tapatio. Yeah, either one. Either one works for me. That too. Yeah, that's yeah. I know. Yeah, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go see the Doyers after this, eh? Hey, yeah, get go a Doyer dog. White Sox. Go White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, uh, what you watching, what you looking at that isn't sports? Uh, JC, start off. Um, I went back and started watching uh, Citadel, uh, which was like an Amazon show. Um, also went back and watched a little bit of uh, the Terminal List. Um, you know, kind of just going back and watching some shows that, you know, I didn't fully watch or pay 100 percent attention to the first time around gotcha um like i'm renowned for that like I'll, I'll turn something on and then all of a sudden i'll be on my cell phone doing you know twitter whatever reading about the bears or the bulls or you know yeah and next thing i know i'll be like what the hell's going on and yeah it's <laughs> episodes over and then i'm sitting there like oh right. yeah usually i do i put on the sopranos or sons of anarchy when i don't want to pay attention but i kind of have one something on i'll do that but if i need to pay attention yeah i put the phone on do not disturb but i'm like nope i gotta pay attention to this anything else jc before we move yeah. on I'm one of those people, like I said, if it doesn't catch my attention within like the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, it's one of those where it's like I usually end up having to go back and rewatch a season two of Loki. I'll be honest with you. Like it, it was definitely one of those background shows where it's like, wait, what's going on? All right. I'm going to have like, I'm going to have to sit down and like you said, put, put the, put the phone on airplane mode and like actually pay attention to like what the hell's going on. Yeah. Loki is one of the shows you really have to pay attention, look for all the Easter eggs and then go on YouTube. As soon as you finish that episode and go and try to def, you know, deconstruct that whole episode. Cause you're going to, you miss so much. And when it comes to Marvel shows, they're so detailed. Well, the good ones, the good shows and the good movies. So, um, I completely agree with you. Steve B what you got? 
So, I saw the Marvels movie um, on Wednesday. And uh, if you don't know about the Marvels, it is Kamala Khan. It is Captain Rambo and Brie Larson, who is Captain Marvel. Uh, you have three female roles. It's getting a lot of slack. Getting a lot of hate. I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Wow, but it's not that bad. Say. Which means I can wait for another three weeks till it joins no, Disney+. Plus. No, no, no. I, I could say I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I would if you go see it, it's great. It's fun. Um, Kamala Khan, who is uh, her family's in it, and, and it's just great. Uh, I, I just thought she's funny. It's she's a little bit more playful, you know. Uh, Captain Rambo, you kind of get the, the why they um, kind of didn't really want to talk to each other. You kind of saw her talk or mention it about um, in um, the WandaVision. And mm-hmm. then they finally confront each other. And then I get there's some scenes where it's like a little cheesy, but then it kind of like the one scene of whatever they're in outer space or a different planet. But it's like you also have weird stuff that goes on in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean, uh, I just thought it was a fun overall movie. Um, there's a, two post credit scenes, but there's one that's right after the right after it ends there's a scene and then there's a post credit scene but there's nothing after all the credits just letting you know after 14 or 13 years they should just write it on that there's nothing else on because i don't want to sit there i usually ask the uh the employees i'm like hey what when are the post credits and they usually an employee i'd be like you gotta wait and see yeah (laughs) um (laughs) and then i thought it was great so go check that out um, and then on Peacock that just came out on Friday, please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. That's on Peacock. Uh, the writers of Seven Night Live and a lot of them uh, made this movie. They're like in their late 20s, so 26 years old. Um, hilarious. Uh, w- watched it last night with Paige, my assistant. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, no, um, <laughs> it was great. We laughed the whole time. Okay. It's like that stupid kind of dumb movie, uh, but it's just it, the writing is fantastic. Um, you have John Goodman narrating the thing. Oh. You have also... Um, John, uh conan o'brien as a main dad in this thing uh and you have a lot of other people in this uh in in this movie so overall it's hilarious it's something like if you were in your late 20s and you're like almost 30 like me uh that um <laughs> that you could relate on life and stuff like that but that that was really good so check those out jose awesome i actually watch blue beetle on hbo max Boo, I saw that. I, I actually thought it was decent. I thought it was decent. There, there's a lot of cheesiness at the beginning, um, but it does, you know, you do become invested in the characters. You do have a good storyline. Um, you're bringing in new actors and actresses. I think they did a very good job with the Blue Beetle. Um, I did like their choice as, as, as their actor for Blue Beetle. Um, they were pretty true to the comic uh from from what i what i saw on youtube i mean i really did enjoy it I, I i think that this is why they're bringing him back in future projects with james gunn because one it wasn't fair to him that the strike was going on and they couldn't uh you know promote the movie um but i thought it, i don't i don't I, what i think i did not like was george lopez in the movie 
I think he's overrated. I think he's yeah, same. Corny he as fuck. Latinos or Latinas. He, he's grow, yeah. He he's like the the Latino butt of the joke kind of person. Like, dude, like twenty years ago, yeah, you were funny and and relevant. You know, now you're not. That, that could have gone to an up and coming comic. That a lot, if you want to go with a Latino comic, great. It could have been a black comic. It could have been anybody. I don't give a shit. Martin. It could have been Ma- yeah, Martin. Been Martin would have yeah. fucking killed it, or Fluffy. They either one would have killed it. Um, it's just as simple as that. It's just sometimes they they like they they want to attach a big name to a project, and they want to be quick. And but Marvel does not pay well at the beginning. You know, once you're first starting, yeah, you're, you're not I, paying I agree well. with you. I, I really think George Lopez was the big name of the movie. Kind of the draw, if you will. Um, but, I mean, is it Zolo or... I, I forget how you pronounce the kid's name. Yeah. Um, but, like, I watch Cobra Kai. I'm sorry. He's just... To me, he's not that great of an actor. Like, it's... Uh, I know they they gave him a shot, but it's, it's one of those... Like, I... I, I gotta be honest with you another one of those like i tuned it out mm-hmm. you know i put it on and you know t- 30 minutes in i'm like wait what's going on and it, like i said just didn't hold my attention uh Mar- the miss marvels or whatever same thing i i turned it on and passed <laughs> out woke up like 30 minutes later and watching brie larson switch powers with the other one and i'm like what the hell is going on like you know they're transporting and like it, I was just like I, I don't get it I don't like I've again I got to go back and rewatch it and you know but <laughs> again I'll, I'll watch Pan Panderverse uh, South Park and you know right basically it'll tell me what Miss Marvel is all about um, I know. relate I re- sorry I related more to the Marvels than I did with Blue Beetle <laughs> but that's because you were in outer me, space it, it's one of those where uh you know i'm a huge spider-man fan and they released the uh trailer for uh miss uh miss web madam uh, web madam web mm. and, and to me like I'm, I'm way more interested in that because growing up i was a huge spider-man nerd um i've got comics i mean i could pull them out i mean i've got probably 100 spider-man comics laying around oh you um, want a competition huh i'm just kidding yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, yeah I do uh want to swap <laughs> comics we could do that too you know here comes I got, I got a comic some, podcast signed, uh you know spider-man comics and laying around or whatever um <laughs> <laughs> but uh t- to me like again you know i was i was a huge like to me uh andrew garfield's um, Spider-Man was the Spider-Man that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with Gwen. With, but his storyline to me, like, I was super excited to see where the third movie was going to go. Um, because, you know, again, I grew up reading that particular comic book. Right. So I was like, oh, I, I already know where this is going. You know, and, and like I said, when they only made it two movies and they moved on to Tom Holland, I was like, well, shit. No, I so. get you. And also, JC, maybe you're a fan of Sydney Sweeney and uh, Madam Web. So, you know, I don't blame you. <laughs> Did you go watch Letter Kenny yet or uh, Shorzy? Uh, I've seen the one in uh, HBO Max, uh, whatever the one with all the drugs and teenagers that no high school was like that. Definitely wasn't mine, apparently. Um, but no, I have not seen that, and I'll, I'll definitely check those out. I got to write them down. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got to write down your comedy that you mentioned on Peacock. And yeah. like I said, uh, Letter Kenny and Shorzy, like I said, Canadian comedy shows. Um, like I said, you'll be very impressed with some of the female talent um, that yeah. they have on that you show. You said that last week and I, I forgot. <laughs> I got to check that out. Yeah. I do have to check that out. Um, but like I said, like the, the Miss Web, you know, it's like I said, it, I grew up a Spider-Man fan. So, you know, you're starting to get into, um, you know, like I said, there's a Ben Parker um, nice. that, so like I said, to see the, you know, and, and again, maybe it's the quote unquote multiverse version, mm -hmm. but as, as we all know, like in the real Spider-Man, Ben Parker is the real Peter Parker and Peter Parker is a clone. And that's where the Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man was heading Right. Um, which would have led to the but we don't maximum. know that that's canceled because he can still get a third movie well and that's again secret wars could bring in a whole you know new thing right toby's um, supposed to be the leader of that one with uh hugh jackman's wolverine apparently yep and give yeah. him that goodbye kind of handshake thanks for your service but toby's always my dude he's been my hero but i i, I did like andrew yeah and like i said you know i growing up a spider-man fan you know i the maximum clonage series was a huge one for me um and i would have loved to have seen that where basically it's just jackal and spider-man and like clones everywhere of peter parker that you know there's like a hundred something clones and it, it just gets weird and dark that was felicia hardy's dad correct uh, no, so actually, what it is, it's uh, Jackal was a scientist, right? Um, that, the was, 90s that was in TV love show. with uh, Gwen Stacy. Gotcha. Yep. And when Gwen Stacy was murdered, essentially, he uh, cloned her from her DNA and brought her back to life. But in the meanwhile, he had an accident in which he turned basically into a green-looking goblin right. uh, called the Jackal. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So again, the more you know. Yeah, like, like I said. Yeah, read more Marvel than DC, Jose. There's more than just, you know, Batman DC. comics. <laughs> That's no, all I of have. Of course. There's going to be a, a thing on um, Amazon Prime with uh, little, the little Batman Christmas that I posted that's going to be coming out December 11th. Amazing. So I'm, I'm excited about that. You probably saw it, but skipped over it. So uh, I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got 90 minutes in. I think we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah sure. Close this out. Awesome. Awesome. All right, y'all. Thanks for today. <laughs> yeah, thanks for today. Thanks for listening. A big thank you to our sponsor, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFest. TrueFan15 at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your shirts now. Check out Stevie B's show. It's called No Water on the Weekend with uh, Sean as his co-host, Sexy Sean. <laughs> That's what we're going to call him now, Sexy Sean. And uh, it's a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny, trivial film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episode Monday-ish, probably Tuesday. It's usually the end of Monday. I got the notification at... Uh uh, around four o'clock so so go I'm with tuesdays just, gonna, just go with tuesdays you know I'm just gonna, it's late monday but you get it on monday if you're a night out like us that's the problem uh, uh that's that's the thing so <laughs> yeah. 
All check right. it out. It's it's fun. It uh, is this fun week podcast. It's a little bit short. There's no guest. What? But uh, it's just me and Sean, and that's it. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You guys are funny. Shout out to Ronesh Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on the audio version of today's show. Check out Panic on the beat.com for your moment merch and gear. Check us out on social media, True Shy, uh, TCSF Pod on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago uh, Sports. And uh, on Instagram, you can find us. Uh, you can find JC Howard on uh, X at what? It, where, where can they find you, JC? Uh, yeah, on X, Twitter, you know, I'm, I'm still, a, I still say Twitter, um, but at, at JC Dynasty FF, uh, so Dynasty Fantasy Football, uh, and just put the JC in front of Dynasty FF. CBB, where can they find you and the pod? Yeah, it's no war on the weekend, but weekend is spelled WKND on Instagram and also on TikTok. I switched it over and put it no war on the weekend podcast. So you could check us out on there. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, for Stevie B and JC Howard, I am Big Z, and we'll see you next time for episode 171. And until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm diddly deep! What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers. Thanks, Cubs.